two to tie. Michigan will have to bring it. Oh, he walked. He walked and the referee missed it. Weber brings it into the front court. They have no timeouts remaining. Oh, he calls it too many timeouts. That's a technical foul. He called a timeout. Michigan doesn't yes. have any. He got by with a walk, and Jimmy calls a technical. He, he calls a timeout. He doesn't realize that's Michigan's too many, and so it'll be a technical foul. North Carolina shooting and the ball. A huge mental mistake. Mental mistake. Mental mistake. Ronnie's reports is back. No timeouts. Another episode of No Timeouts. Been dreading to have a Lakers fan on this podcast for a little while. Been trying to procrastinate <laughs> as long as possible. But the inevitable is here. Another Laker fan is back. You think was this your second, third episode, maybe for Avery? What's good, Avery? What's good? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, man. I'm I'm back, and we're returning as champions, man. I, I done said it. I done said it. You knew it was happening. You knew it was no. coming. It's okay. I mean, like, what what did they know say in in in, uh, in Infinity War, man? That's everything. All the things you said apply. <laughs> <laughs> the balance is restored. Nah, it was a glorious <laughs> it was a glorious eight years when the Lakers were picking back to back at number two. Oh, Spurs were winning rings. Oh, but all good things must come to an end. You know, how how you feeling about the Lakers in terms of the moves they made, the moves they may make, repeating, et cetera? Uh I feel good. I feel really good. I, I feel amazing considering that we eked out this uh this championship this year because i feel like this is the probably the best year to make a run for a repeat in like recent nba history. well maybe you know the more time that passes uh it might be one of the most opportune times to repeat in nba history coming off of the bubble with you know so little you know player movement happening and free agency at the very least um, right so, you, so you're not like, worried about the rest part like in like you know the lakers kind of gives us like a super short off season and turn around and start mm-hmm. playing a whole bunch of games again? Um, Normally I would be, but uh, I feel like there was a good break there in the middle of the season last year. Uh, even though it's a crazy turnaround for this season, I know, I know that LeBron is the Iron Man. And if push comes to shove, it, you know, He'll just mail it in those first, like, two months. <laughs> like, I mean, that's true. Know. As long as you get in the playoffs and once you get in, it's time to go. Yeah, that's true. And then you got AD right there. He in the prime of his career. He's there. He's the workhorse. He's going to hold it down. We got Schroeder now. You know, we got some more pieces in coming. Yeah, I like that Schroeder move a lot. I was uh, surprised that it only took, you know, uh, into the first round pick and then, you know, basically just Danny Green's contract. Danny Green, they, man. Yeah, Danny Green for more stuff but yeah I mean that was that was definitely a good move by y'all I like I like that y'all needed that consistent kind of secondary playmaker scorers since Rondo most likely is not coming back yeah nah he's he's for sure gone I, I appreciate the year run man that that was a magical run he had with us uh how you gonna feel if he if he signed with the Clippers um you know that he's owed his money you know if the Clippers want to pay him that much you know that's on them but so, so you're not think, scared? Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not scared of the Clippers. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of the Clippers. Like, no, no. I'm I'm not. I mean, you have no reason to be, to be no, fair. No, I mean, after, after it, it was all about. hype. It turned out to be all hype. And they can say it was the bubble that was the downfall of the momentum they had and all this other stuff. But 
they really didn't have any time together as like a cohesive five man unit through any big stretch of the year. Right. Um, on purpose the, too. On purpose. Yeah. Yeah, for for sure. Like load managed themselves like out of chemistry. So I'm not scared about them. I was scared about the Warriors, uh, but then, you know, Clay went down with the torn Achilles. Right. So a little bit, you know, less concerned about that even now. So like I said, this year is, is really the most opportune time for uh, a back-to-back championship in a very, very long time. No, that's definitely true. And we'll we'll get to some of those the moves later um, as we start to talk about, you know, teams that may, you know, end up kind of taking a step forward, some teams taking a step back. but. First, yeah. I wanted to get to the, to the draft, as that's the most recent thing that's happened. Uh, you know, some initial thoughts, I suppose, on the draft. It's, it was actually pretty straightforward. Like, I feel like a lot of people were kind of assuming that it would be a super crazy draft because people have had all this time waiting. Like, their teams haven't made trades in so long. But, you know, it was pretty straightforward. There weren't any too crazy, crazy picks uh, you know, I, I would say a surprise is that Obi Toppin went eight just because of the Knicks roster, but it's also the Knicks, so you can't really right. be surprised by anything they do. Uh, <laughs> you know, I thought they, they probably should have took Halliburton, that point guard. Um, right. I don't know. Was there anything that kind of stood out to you? I mean, I think the biggest surprise, I'll just say real quick, is definitely – well, not even surprise, but just like the most fun thing that happened was definitely LaMelo going to Charlotte. Yes, yes. That's the most entertaining, you know, the start up everything with the – LeVar versus MJ means start right. up all of that, start up all of that. So I'm I'm happy about that. Um, right. I'm ha- I'm happy for LaMelo for real, for real, because I feel like he's going to be one of the most entertaining, you know, people to watch. And the fact that he's going to Charlotte, I feel like is great for the league, um, at least in terms of, like, spreading the wealth for right, ability. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it gets people tuning in. It gets people tuning into those random league pass games that they never right. would have clicked on anyway. So uh, that's 100% true. I mean, the rest of that team is <laughs> desolate is a, is a good word. It's, a, it's rough. So he's definitely going to have kind of free reign to just kind of do whatever he wants for better and for worse. I don't know if that actually is a good thing for him, but it'll be fun to watch no matter what. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, surprising stuff. I One of the biggest surprises to me – well, first off, uh, Sheck West declaring for the draft was a huge surprise. Not a big <laughs> surprise that he didn't get drafted. Um, but I feel like really Patrick Williams going as high as he did at four to the Bulls was a little bit of a surprise. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, the guy didn't even start in college. Yeah, like he didn't have a starting spot, and here he is like getting drafted in the lottery, let alone like the first five picks. Right. I mean, there was a lot of buzz, you know, just on his potential, his athleticism and everything. But, yeah, none of it had to do with actual production. So, right. not just, yeah, it, it was just, it was a, definitely the reach of the draft, I would say. For sure. Uh, they must see him. They must see, like, something crazy in him. Or, I don't know. Uh, we'll, I guess we'll, time will tell on that one. But uh, another one was probably, like, like you said before, uh, Therese Halliburton dropping so low. I thought a few teams are going to grab up Halliburton, quite honestly, because, right. you know, uh, of the stuff he can do on and off the ball. And, you know, I just feel like he has, like, a great – an amazing skill set, just particularly for the NBA. Um, no, that's, that's definitely true. He's definitely versatile, too. I, li- I, li- I definitely like him. I thought he was the best point guard. I mean, some people like Killian Hayes. Yeah. Uh, he's, again, another one of those guys I feel like is more potential than actual substance. You know, I mean, like Halliburton right now definitely is 
more ready to play. But a lot of people are saying, I mean, there's some people, I think it was like Kevin O'Connor on the ringer. who's kind mm-hmm. of been like one of those draft guys who's kind of gotten some notoriety. He had him number one on his board, Killian Hayes. Oh, yeah. 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 There, he's had, he had a couple of interesting picks um, for his draft board. Uh, he had Halliburton going high. He had Killian going really high. Uh, so, you know, I'm not surprised about Halliburton dropping so much because, like, the draft was kind of really straightforward. Um, like we said before, uh, everyone kind of went kind of where they were supposed to go. Uh, Cole Anthony, like, sort of, sort of dra- dropped to the mid-round, uh, right. going to the Magic. That wasn't surprising to me, even though, like, you know, you fat rewind probably a year ago, everyone was saying Cole Anthony's a top five pick. Right. Top yeah, that's he was the best point guard. Yeah, yeah. People were really high on um on Cole Anthony before the 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 college season, I guess. So right. To see that play out that's, as it did. Um you know that's definitely not, true. How are you feeling? I mean, yeah, I know you mentioned the Warriors and I guess it doesn't mean as much now that Clay's hurt, but I don't know. I feel like it would have been crazy with Clay, Steph and Wiseman. Yes. Yes. I was really looking forward to that. Uh that really bummed me out yesterday. I can't I, I can't lie. Um, I'm not one of those Lakers fans who's going to, you know, sort of cheer for the demise of every other team in order for us to succeed. I mean, we have LeBron. We don't need to really. Right. I'm, well, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you know they exist. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. There's definitely a lot of dickhead Lakers fans out there <laughs> if, if history has shown anything. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not on that on that side of the fence uh, in the camp. So um, it was really a bummer because, honestly, during those years when we were out, Clay was one of my favorite guys to watch period just offensively like you know you never knew what you were going to get right you can have a quiet night. About 40 50 dribble five times right right there was no <laughs> other I've, I've never seen a player like that before um and he could lock up on the other end of the floor right so i feel like that's something that was a skill set he literally Pushed the value up of the three and D guy to out of this oh, world yeah. in the past oh, few years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was yeah definitely the best at it in terms of, I mean, probably what top five shooter ever, and then probably what top yeah. five, top ten on ball defender in the league. Yeah. So no, that's definitely true. So I mean, I think the Warriors will still be good. Um, so I guess this will this will kind of segue us into uh, just like the overview now. I mean, free agency starting in a couple of days. I think we'll kind of see more trades once free agency opens. I kind of yeah. wish they did free agency before the draft, but whatever. Um, so I don't know. I guess aside from the Lakers, like, who, 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 you know, obviously the Lakers are on top. So is there any team in the West? I mean, we'll get to the East, especially if, you know, once we start talking about Brooklyn. But in the West, is there any team, I guess, that you kind of are kind of looking, you know, over your shoulder just in case, you know, they, they kind of start creeping up on the Lakers? Uh... Honestly, I'm going to keep it a buck. I, if the Nuggets keep amassing talent the way they are, um, I'd still be very concerned about them. I'm for, I'm forever going to be concerned about – because I've never seen a player like Jokic. Right. Uh, that that was one of my highlights outside of watching uh, the Lake Show, you know, on the floor in the bubble. It was watching Jokic do stuff that I, you know, I seen a crazy stat the other day. It said Nikola Jokic has more triple doubles already than Michael Jordan did in his whole career, something <laughs> like that. And it was just like what? So right, they they are crazy. Jamal Murray took a huge leap this year. 
Um, they still got, you know, one of my sleeper favorite players just to watch in the league, Bowl Bowl. Yeah, they got uh, a lot of guys who are like, damn, if he gets better, you know, between him, Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I like their pick, RJ Hampton. I like him. I think he's a sleeper. Yeah. Yes, yes. They, they, uh, always, like they always build really well during the draft. So yeah, that concerns always. me a little bit. They're, 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 they're a Bradley to... Bill trade away. They're a Bradley Bill trade oh. away. They got a lot of pieces. <laughs> <laughs> they got a lot get, of pieces. If it gets ugly in Washington, and they oh got, you, know, you start you talk, you start throwing out. I don't think they'll trade Michael Porter Jr. But if you throw out, you know, R.J. Hampton, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Bull Bull, like four four picks, like that's a lot. Oh to yeah, turn. DC's for sure biting on that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. If it gets ugly, Washington trying to hold be... out hope that Was- that Wall and Beal are good. But like, if it doesn't work out, Beal's gonna be that number one guy. I think the, the um, Nuggets are one of those top teams, uh, like you said, like having all that talent and stuff. But for me, I think the team that's going to take an, another leap forward, and I feel like once I say this, you'll probably agree, is, is probably Dallas. Dallas, I was, I was thinking Dallas as soon as you said that because when you brought up Brad Bill, I was thinking, like, if they got Brad Bill too, I'd right. be for sure sweating a little bit. Right, right. No, I think, I mean, Luca's obviously, like, Luca is, he's different. Like, yeah. you can talk about players <laughs> we've never seen before, like coming in, like, as a rookie, second year. And like already, just like he looks like he's thirty, like yeah. just for like from like his body to how he plays, like, and so to think that, and honestly, he does all this without really having a consistent three pointer. Like, if like say his jumper comes back and is you know average, like I would say his jumper right now is below average. Like if yeah. his jumper comes back and it's like above average, like he's a problem. Like no one, no one's checking him. Period. Like, I mean, Kawhi could barely like could check him, but like wasn't locking him up. You know. So yeah. if they they, they kind of need that third piece. Like I like Porzingis, but I mean, eh, they kind of need that third guy. I like the trades that they made, um, in the draft picks they made. You know, getting Josh Richardson. Yeah. Uh, they drafted that kid Ty, uh, Tyrell Terry that a lot of people like um, in the second round. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know about next year per se, but anytime you have a top ten player, which I think at this point you kind of have to put Luca in that conversation, top ten, definitely yeah. top fifteen. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they they seem they seem like a team that's right there. I mean, shoot, they might have messed around and beat the Clippers if they didn't have all the injuries. Looking back on oh, it, I agree. I agree. I, agree. Uh, I thought Porzingis didn't get hurt. They were gonna, you know, that's how I I wasn't too surprised to see the Nuggets down the Clippers because I seen how much you know flack the Clippers were getting from how they were handling the Mavs in the first round, and they were injury you know hindered the whole time. Uh, Porzingis uh, had those nasty leg injuries, um, and Luca was dealing with injuries on himself, but was still dropping numbers and having crazy games. And of course, that one game he had where he hit the buzzer beater. Um, I just think they're 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 a team to watch, unless Mark Cuban goes and wants to like run for president in the next four <laughs> years or something like that. Uh, the Mavs are going to stay on the radar for you know for a while here, especially with yes. Oh, no, 100%. And it, it pains me as a Spurs fan to see, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Spurs, Spurs got their own issues. I'm not even going to get into those. Um, so, I guess we'll move over to the East. Like, I think the East is probably more interesting than the West in just in terms of not really knowing what's going to happen. Um, sure. I, I wouldn't sure. I would, I would probably bet Miami isn't going back to the finals this year. Uh, they just, you know, they just kind of seem like they're going to have the same team running back. Um, so I, I don't I don't see it. They'll obviously be in the mix, but like I don't know. How did you feel about the Bucks trade? We'll start with the Bucks. Like you know the Drew Holiday. Um, I thought it was good yeah. at first, and then 
but I also thought it was good because they did it the Drew Holiday trade plus Bogdanovich from the Kings. Right. That's a tough starting five. Now, if you take that out, like you do that trade, but then you don't have Bogdanovich. Now, uh, now I don't know. I thought it bought them. I thought getting Drew bought them at least one more year of Giannis for sure. Um, I don't think he's going to find. I I don't think because when's that deadline? Uh, That deadline's creeping up. Uh, it's like a month. From, it's like a month from now. It's like before. It's, you can do it any time before the season starts. So it's, it's like okay. December something. Like in terms All of right. him signing that that five year before the season starts, it can it can happen after free agency, if they yeah. if, if they wanted to, because they can always just go over to cap to sign him anyway. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 know, I thought that I, once they had Drew and Bogdanovich, I was like, okay, bet. Like he's gonna end up signing. Like that's a lot of money. Like especially with the cap not kind of being in question and not really knowing what's going on. Like, that's a lot of money to be like, no, nah, I'm good. Because he hasn't – you know what I'm saying? It's easier for Harden to turn down that money. Oh, when he's sure, already, he already – he's already spent the time. He already had it. Right. Yeah, Giannis, that five years, two – like, that's 50 a year that we're talking about here. That's a lot of money to turn down. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that Bogdanovich is like, eh, I don't – like, you know, I never agreed to this. Like, I'm not – like, maybe he ends up still going to Milwaukee, but it's not confirmed anymore. Like, that team – like, they don't even have a point guard now. Like, Drew's not a point guard. Like, I like Drew, Chris Middleton, and Giannis, sure. Look, Brooke Lopez is cool, too, but I don't know at what cost. I don't know. I don't really like the rest of the team. Nah, that that team is, is not – I don't even think is reaching Eastern Conference Finals, to be honest, especially yeah. if Brooklyn uh, – I think people are really underrating how, how strong Brooklyn's going to be in, in this season. With or without Harden? Uh, even without, just as they are, I, I actually feel like – KD, people are really are suffering from short-term memory loss. Or well, we haven't seen memory loss in so general long. about it's hard KD. Hard to assume that KD is going to be top three. We ain't seen him. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. I just feel like there's a lot to prove for both of their guys. Um, they have a new coach. They got Nash. They got D'Antoni as an assistant, like even funnier, and Amari. Um, right. I just feel like they're trying to put together a, a, a little bit of a squad here to make a really good run, whether would they get Harden or not, because I don't even feel like – I feel like they could pull off something for Harden, but not anytime soon, at least up until the probably closer to the trade deadline. Yeah, uh, no, that's, I think Houston will probably will stand pat. I mean, if I was Houston, I wouldn't trade for Dinwiddie and Levert for Harden. I wouldn't do it. No way. And all the picks, like, they're going to be good, like. Those picks ain't, ain't worth the same. I wouldn't do it. So, yeah, but, like, even as their team is currently constructed, like you said, like, I don't know, but it's just interesting. I guess the last time we saw KD, he was hurt. The last time we saw Kyrie, I mean, he was hurt and doing awful in Boston. So, right. It's, I mean, I, I feel like I can definitely feel how some people are, like, eh on them. But, I again, like, they both made the decision to play together, and they're both – like, to be honest, they're both just weird. Like, they're just weird. Like, yeah. they just are. Like, they're just weird dudes. Like, as as famous and as great as they are at basketball, I don't think those are two dudes I would personally want to be friends with. So, yeah, it they kind seem, of makes sense that they're know, they, they, they seem like they, they take a few things to, to heart. Um, right. KD gives, gives me a lot of Wale energy. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Insanely gifted, but yeah, geez, you don't make it easy to like you. No, I get right. it. Um, I get it. I shoot. I just feel like, honestly, between the whole Brooklyn thing, it's hard to see who's going to come out of the East this year. I have no clue who it might be. I, you know, uh, I actually have a whole Wizards thing because I actually feel like the Wizards are really abandoning any opportunity to be 
pretty fun or or interesting in a year where you know they're not vying for a championship like I just feel like they should make the Wizards so fun like do something like reunite John Wall with Boogie Cousins like they're back in Kentucky like shake it up like I don't even know who their coach is right now I don't know anything that's going on in DC I think that is so like abysmal considering how good a year uh you know 2020 has been at least for the DC area's reputation around basketball Um, right no, that's true. But I don't know. I think they're going to they're gonna be sneaky. I don't, it just it really depends on how good John Wall, like, comes back. Like, everyone – I mean, yeah. I don't think there's ever been someone who came back off an injury and then people were like, nah, he's about to be some shit now. Like, everyone always is like, oh, he's better than ever. You know, like, KD's the same <laughs> way. Not to say they won't be, but, like, who's going to be like, oh, I just saw him work out and he is washed. Like, nobody says that. So, we yeah. kind of have to just wait and see. But I don't know. Like, if he comes back and he is, like – almost as good as he was before like maybe 80 or 90 percent as good like still like not a superstar but like maybe an all-star you know what i'm saying borderline yeah i'm not expecting him to be the fastest player in the league like he was anymore right. or anything but, like but, that but bill's so much better now and they actually have some pieces like i think they're actually like a real playoff team yeah i, I like i like hachimura i like uh them their their big draft pick last night uh danny the israeli uh, I liked his game. I, I want to see him improve as a shooter. Um, but their sleeper pick that I actually love is uh, old man Michigan State Cassius Winston, Mr. Headband. I uh, love yeah. Cassius Winston. Yeah, he's I don't know what it is. I just feel like he's a he's one of those dudes. He, he's like a responsible person. Like you know what <laughs> I mean. Like I just right. feel like you see him as a player, and you're like, oh yeah, he's a locker room responsible right. dude. Um, yeah, I feel like in, DC, like he's not gonna fuck up anything. Exactly. DC needs those types of responsible <laughs> people, <laughs> to say the least, in the locker room. Right. And he, he probably is going to go home and not to Rose Bar. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I actually obey uh, COVID protocols. Like, remind right. everyone we're back in phase one. Like, do the whole thing. <laughs> no, I, I feel that for sure. I definitely, I definitely, yeah, I definitely feel that. It, it pains me every time I see the Wizards because they, you know, just got Davis Bertans for free from us. Oh man, I loved him. I loved Bertan, and all my all my friends who are Wizards fans had basically no clue because yeah, course, no, no clue. That's what made me so mad. That's what made me like, so mad. They, they didn't even no know what they had. Was. They didn't know. They, we, they didn't even know what they had. And then he started shooting threes. They're like, "Oh, look at this guy!" And I was just like, I, "This is just unbelievable." He was a spur. I, I, my thing I always said with Bertans is I've never seen him miss. I think on the last pod I was on with you. I was talking right. about Bertans, and I said, every time I tuned into a game, I'd never seen him miss. <laughs> like, I've Bro, never seen him miss. he pulling up, no prop, like, I'm sick. All that just to was, sign Marcus He was going Morris. off the dribble in D.C. Oh, he, yeah. Like, in the Spurs, no, he was more catch and shoot, but he was right. taking it off the dribble in D.C., like, stepping back as, like, a 6'10 guy. Right. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know no, what everybody do. No, nah, he's different. And, they, and, the, and then and got rid of him just so that they could sign Marcus Morris and then – like, first off, even if Marcus Morris did sign, like, why would you do that? Like, I honestly <laughs> rather have Dallas Bertans than Marcus Morris or, or Markeith Morris. Either Morris twin. I'd rather have Dallas Bertans. So, that's a start there. But then yeah. they do all that, and then Marcus Morris is like, eh, never mind. So, and then doesn't even get, they don't even get him. I'll just go to the Knicks instead. Yeah, I'm just going to go to the Knicks. <laughs> like, okay, I'm just going to go to the Knicks. And then they have to – they settle with Trey Lyles is the guy. It was, like, just unbelievable. What what's going on? Like what 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 happened to the to the Spurs front office, man? I know you don't want to talk about it, but I got I mean, to because I don't have any other. Real well, info. I mean, R.C. Buford was like the main GM, and he 
is no longer the GM. So that was like really strike one. Uh, I mean, Pop's just getting older. Like he doesn't really do as much GM stuff, I feel like, anymore. So I don't know. I just, I mean, I don't know. He's like kind of there and has his influence, but I don't know. To me, if you ask me, I would, if Pop retired tomorrow, I wouldn't be upset in the slightest. Uh, I just don't think that he's really, I don't know. I just don't really think he's, he's got his, his pulse in the game. Like, like he once before, like, like if you look at the regular season pre bubble, the guys yeah. who were getting minutes, it just didn't make any sense. Like Brent it Forbes, didn't. it was so atypical. Brent Forbes was like, like third or fourth on the team in minutes played. <laughs> it just made no sense. It was like, and then and then the same guy, he's third or fourth in minutes. He doesn't even play once in the bubble, and they look way better in the bubble. It was like, oh, big surprise, yeah. big fucking surprise. So at least <laughs> it gave me hope a little bit that they they drafted Trey Jones, the point guard from Duke. So it was like, all right, yeah, well, so you got draft yeah, I love, I actually really like Trey Jones. Like, he's really cool. Like, like, you know, he does his job. He's kind of similar to Cassius Winston. And, like, he's going to do his right. job. He's cool. Responsible individual. Yeah. Um, he's cool. Like, his brother, yeah. he kind of knows with the vibes. Like, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. and more reason to get rid of Brent Forbes. <laughs> <laughs> more reason to get rid of Brent Forbes. Like, for whatever reason, he was still trotting Marco Bellinelli out there. This is like, dude. Oh, like, man. It's 2020. Like, he is not it anymore. Like, stop. Please. And then the whole time we drafted a, a kid 14, Keldon Johnson. He's in the G League all year. He should be taking all of Marco Bellinelli's minutes. He's in the G oh, League yeah. all year. Then he comes in a bubble. It's like, oh, Keldon Johnson's good. Oh, no shit, he's good. <laughs> no shit. Like, actually, matter of fact, even worse – um, I take that back. We didn't draft him 14. We drafted him 29, which is fine. Like, it was a good pick for 29. We didn't drafted an absolute scrub at 14. That, that guy, is, he's awful. Fucking taller Luca, shitty Luca. he's awful. Oh, yeah. He is, he is fucking awful. So, that was a waste of a pick, but at least they still had Keldon Johnson. That's the pick they got from uh, the Raptors when they botched the Kawhi thing. I'm not even going to get into Kawhi thing, how they blew oh, yeah. it. Well, and we, it does, we don't have to. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not, I mean, at this point, it is what it is. It, the only thing that right. bothers me at this point is that Spurs fans, like on Twitter and stuff, are still in denial about it. They'll be like, oh, like, it actually wasn't that bad of a trade because of this. I'm like, bro, what is wrong with y'all? Oh, like, no. Nah. Nah, like, y'all are brainwashed. Like, it's not like... I get like respect people's accomplishments or whatever, but that's just, like, bro, it's 2020, and like, it's just not this. It's just not it anymore. Like, we need to move on with the times. Like, people are still holding on to you know the Spurs way and the this and that, and like, you know, oh, it's Kawhi's fault because he didn't want to do this and that and all this other stuff. Like, they didn't have a choice. Like, that's the best they. Like, bro, I just I just watched Drew Holiday get traded for five first round picks. Right. And Kawhi like, traded for Jeff Demar, it seems like. De- I, I don't DeRozan, know. Not only did he get traded for DeRozan, the Spurs threw in Danny Green. They just threw him right. in. <laughs> they threw in Danny Green. They're like, here, you need Danny Green too? Like, like, like one of back, the best rotation right? defenders you could have. Yeah, like, like a 3 and D, like a good uh, – someone who they actually needed. Like, they need they needed Danny Green. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just so stupid. And then you trade for DeMar – and you're like, oh, but we're still trying to compete. So now you're trying to compete with them. It's just, I don't even want to. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lie. Don't worry. I've seen it before. I've seen the, the, the same uh, organizational sort of uh, incompetence. Right. Uh, oh, I mean, that that's you're fair. experiencing for, oh, for a that's, while. I mean, that's when, fair. Yeah. I don't. So, yeah. Kobe Max contracts. We're still right. trying to compete well, for the championship. Kobe earned it. Kobe earned it. He earned it. He earned it. Like, I was he fine. earned it. Like, and at least it's like, oh, we have Kobe. Like, that's going to equal ticket sales. Like, this makes sense financially. Right. Like, of the course. team's going to suck anyway. Like, people want to see Kobe. Like, fuck it. That's fine. Like, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Even though it didn't make the most sense, but it was like, if you don't give Kobe this money, who else are you giving this money to? Like, no one's coming right. to the Lakers right now. Like, so fuck exactly. it. So that. 
I mean, there were worse moves. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it would be great. Like, if y'all had Brooke Lopez right now, it'd be over. Like, yeah, I know. It, it'd definitely be a problem if we held on to Brooke, uh, which still kind of pains me to this day. But uh, the the organizational competence, like, it, it comes and goes, I guess. Yeah, I, no, I mean, yeah, it's this cycle. Like, I can't complain too much. The Spurs were competent for, like, what, 20, I, 25 honestly, years? In terms of no, it was, a, it was the greatest run we've seen on a, a, of a front office in the NBA. I'll give you all that. Oh yeah, I, I will. I will have to say, I really and you know, it's no, it's not a like a shade so much as like a humanization of Pop because Pop sort of seemed like this mythical figure and not like just a guy. Uh, I really think Pop sort of mentally exited uh, like basketball, at least in the capacity that he was there for. You know, in as a coach uh, after oh, yeah. his wife passed. Like, after oh, yeah. his wife passed, I feel like he just sort of, like... Yeah, he's just like, back. yeah, you know what? Basketball's not that serious, you know? There's big, yeah. there's more important things, like, which is fine, but it's like, that is not the attitude conducive to a championship. No. Like, I get it. That like, I don't the... even disagree, but, like, that is not what we need. Yeah, no, that I don't disagree, and but I don't agree with how much it was said. Like, I, I heard Pop more about, like, like I could have... I, I could have sworn that like Pop was like a social justice guy, right? More so like, than he's been yeah, a coach. Like, exactly. Like I get it. Like don't get me wrong. Like these things are important, but like also yeah. like this is not what you're getting paid to do. So like if this is what you want to do, then retire so that someone else can do your job and you can do what you want. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. I, I just definitely feel like he's he's a little bit past past where I mean, we need to be with him. But yeah. Love the last, guy, thing, like, last thing I'll say on Pop is everyone gives them a pass for the USA stuff, and that's and that was awful. Oh, man. That, everyone like, gives them a pass for that, and that was, it was awful. Oh, man. It was absolutely yeah, awful. Oh, I mean, to this day, cutting Bam out of bio for Mason Plumlee is, like, probably one of the worst roster decisions that any professional, <laughs> any, anyone has made ever. <laughs> like, you're looking at these two people play, and you'd rather have Mason Plumlee than Bam out of bio. Like, <sighs> I just don't – I don't get it. I don't – I mean, again, like, Lifetime Achievement Award, you get a pass, so on and so forth. But, like, Jesus, like, I'm just ready to move on. Because now they're just, like, in a weird thing. Like, they still have Aldridge. They still have DeRozan. They still have Rudy Gay. They have Patty Mills. Like, they have all these veterans. But then they also have all these young guys. So, it's like, are y'all trying to make the playoffs? Are y'all trying to just, like, rebuild? Are you fighting yeah. for an eight seed? Like, what are you – like, what are we doing here? Like, it's just a lot. It's, it's just like this stuff. It's very, very weird times. But I think all those guys I mentioned are on expiring contracts. So I think this is the last year where the Spurs will kind of still have an older roster. Because they do have yeah. a good crop of young players. Um, and I think that the pick of uh, Vasil that they got from Florida State, I like him. I didn't expect him to be there at 11. I, I like the pick. So yep. I thought it was a good pick. Um, honestly, if they were, were going to tank, or not necessarily tank, but just miss the playoffs for another year, I think that would be great because next year's draft Probably. is going to be Next year's amazing. draft is awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So, like, if we're ever going to, like, be ass, like, now is the year. Because I think that if you get a bet, like, if the Spurs with the already, you know what I'm saying, Derek White, Murray, like, they have some good pieces. And then you get a good piece next year as well, I think they could bounce back real quick. Oh, yeah. And some of those young guys, like, if they don't fit, like, you know, like, how was the Lakers? Like, hey, like, oh, you guys don't fit anymore. Like, we can score someone else to land with, like, this, you know, number one new player. Like, say y'all – Go and get Cade Cunningham next year or whatever, and you know oh, it no, works out. And, yeah, anything's possible. No, that's definitely true. But yeah, I'm I'm buckled in for a for a depressing 2021 season. <laughs> I'm, I'm blocked in. I'm 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 praying for your league pass. 
I'm well, watching yeah, I'm gonna TV say, yeah. At- I don't know. This might be the least amount of Spurs basketball I've consumed in quite some time. But I will say that they were fun to watch in the bubble. So I don't, it depends. It depends on if they build if they try to build the team how they did in the bubble. Granted, Aldridge wasn't there, so I don't know how that's gonna work when he's back. Uh, so we'll see. Like I said, like I have no idea what they're doing. Maybe they use him like the Heat use Udonis has him. But that's the thing. He's, he's actually still good. He's still pretty good. Like I, I give, like it just sucks because the like the pieces don't fit. Like DeRozan and Aldridge like don't fit. Like your two best players can't be mid range players. Like not in tw- like you just can't do that no. in twenty three. So like, but. If Aldridge was on a good team, people would see that he actually is – like, he still gets buckets. He tries on defense. Like, he's not really the problem. He just doesn't fit. And so – and he's, like, 35. So, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. So, you can't just, like, bench him. He's too good to just bench. Right. But he also doesn't fit with anyone. He doesn't fit with Potal, who you traded for, who's, like, a center. You can't <laughs> play them together. You know, you, he doesn't fit with DeMar. Like, it just doesn't – you know, DeMar needs to be at basically a power forward, basically. Because he can't doesn't point. shoot threes. Yeah, at this point, like just play him a small ball far forward, have three guards. But I don't know. It is what it is. We talked about the Spurs entirely too much. Now, because now <laughs> my blood pressure's up. My I'm, heart beating I'm, fast. I'm sorry about it, man. I, I haven't heard. I hadn't gotten any good insider info, so it was good to get refreshed on it. I'm praying for you, man. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. They're, like I said, they got a lot of expiring contracts, so they may they'll have a lot of. They'll have some flexibility to do some things, I think, in trading and free agency if they choose to. They, for all I know, what I think will actually most likely happen is that they do absolutely nothing and just run it back with the exact same team and then just have all these people just walk, which is fine. They'll have a lot of cast space, whatever. Um, I don't know. I feel like we covered all the NBA stuff. Oh, I guess uh, – I don't know. Did we miss anything? Miss any, any NBA stuff? I don't think so. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we At least for now. Any hoop stuff? Yeah, there's still some stuff to go. I mean, I guess Harden and how Harden and Westbrook, uh, Westbrook are playing out in Houston and the whole Tillman Fertitta thing. Uh, people saying they're leaving because he's MAGA. Some people saying, you know, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not necessarily of that mind. Uh, I think plenty of players are playing for you know folks that they know have really, uh, you know, sort of uh, controversial political opinions. So. Um, I don't think that's the. I don't think that's what's driving them out of Houston. I think the fact that Tillman Fertitta, you know, has a lot of reports swirling around him that he's going broke, is the number one reason. And uh, yeah, because they made a really interesting move. They traded Covington for a first, and then immediately traded that first to Detroit. Like they just didn't want to pay. Like I don't. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're just in a really weird spot. I think they they're they're blowing the whole thing up. Uh, That's what the Covington trade said to me. I love Robert Covington. Like Covington yeah, I think he's is. good. That's a good pickup for Portland. Portland, that's another team actually that we didn't mention. No, I think like if they stay healthy and they're like revamped, like oh, yeah, with Cove at Covington. the four, huh? With Covington, with Covington oh, yeah. at yeah, the they, small you know ball saying, four, Covington on the wing, with you know they'll have Nurkic back for a full year. Obviously, yep. the backcourt like that's going to be. I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to be the Lakers. I still don't think they have the size, but that team like they're still going to be pretty. They're going to be pretty good. Yeah, definitely fun to watch. Uh, love, uh, I definitely love Covington. Lillard's going to come back. He'll probably be on the same tip as he was in the bubble, most no, likely. So. Yeah, so NBA talk, good talk. Well, we'll talk again uh, about the NBA, I guess, after free agency. But before you go, I did want to oh, ask yeah. you some stuff, you know, about some, some music, some culture. And I know, you you know, you're trying to yeah. – you one of the up-and-coming DMV uh, – I don't even know what the phrase would be – tastemakers, culture setters. Uh, yeah, there's you know, a lot of factory. a lot of adjectives. 
<laughs> is that is that what you put on the resume? Um, it depends what what I'm applying for, to be honest. <laughs> sometimes I, you know, it's the broadcasting and the radio part. Sometimes it's the, you know, playlisting, cultural curator. You know, it changes. Right. Yeah. So, but how is all that going? Like with the, uh, you know, COVID. Like, how has that impacted um, impacted your viewership in a good way, in a bad way? I mean, people are inside. Like, are you getting more people now because people just don't have shit to do or just have more free time like um it's been a positive impact for like audiences i will say like online because uh you know they have more spent you know more expendable time just put towards finding out stuff that they didn't know existed whether it be cooking or if they're into music it's music or whatever so that's been cool but the, the sort of bad side effect is that um as many people know, there's, there's no, there's very little venues for anything anymore. Um, right. And some people, you know, there's been uh, like sort of teleconcerts, like stuff on Zoom, stuff uh, that you could like stream on Twitch, like all sorts of stuff like that. But uh, people really don't want to watch concerts on their computer. I mean, right? Yeah, this kind of uh, defeats the purpose of the concert. Yeah, it, it kind of just sucks the life out of it. And so it's really, I, I really feel like it's it's harming. Uh, it, it's hurting artists, I know for sure. Because I know a few artists that had like really great buzzes going into this year. And 2020 was going to be a big breakout year for them. Um, and they, a lot of their success was predicated on their um, performance and their live presence. And, like um, touring? You know, yeah, like whether it be touring or just like uh, becoming a favorite at local venues, you know, every right. week, uh, things like that. And you have that cut short, uh, and you have a lot of those same venues closed um, in that same year. So that's been a struggle, uh, definitely, to see the community um, go through that. But there's been a lot of um, sort of encouraging things to look towards where you see a lot of uh, togetherness from the community, a lot of resources being, you know, pitched in and um, doled out to everyone who needs it um, for everything from community gardens to you know networking right. um, and different things like that that have helped sort of stabilize a lot of stuff or you know keep things alive um, for as long as they can. Um, I know for people in our sort of industry and the sort of cultural tastemakers, you know, uh, our one of my friends said cultural workers the other day. Um, one big major development through all this has been uh, the new app Clubhouse. Uh, Clubhouse has been that's been interesting. I don't know if you yeah. What what is that all about? I somebody asked me if I wanted to join. I told them no. It's interesting. It's it's so it's it's a, a social networking sort of app, but it's more centered. It's kind of like this, where you have like rooms, um, like breakout rooms, uh, but everyone is in there as uh, just audio. There's no video. Um, and everyone goes in there and just talks. But the thing is with it, the, the sort of draw with it is that there's so many like big name people that people are familiar with. Like um, where like probably 3% of all of Twitter is famous in some sort of way, like 30 to 40% of Clubhouse is like famous. Right. Um, it's like, but in, like we were doing... Um, uh, the Made in the DMV room with uh, uh, my uh, our girl Bird, 
who does, who runs made in the DMV. She has the uh, picture record room for the DMV every week. Um, and like a week ago, like Joe Budden was in there. And so like artists were playing their tracks, you know, playing a verse, uh, you know, familiarizing themselves, uh, getting, you know, other people who are curators, playlisters, DJs, radio personalities, things like that, familiar with their music and their brand. And then, you know, here you have Joe Budden, like sitting in and listening to, um, you know, people pitch their records. Um, so it's kind of like this really uh, valuable exclusivity to it that's, that's sort of thrown a wrinkle in this whole dynamic that we have operating digitally um, mainly right now. Um, right. You know, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll try and see if I can get another invite. See, see what it's all about. I told myself oh, that Twitter I'll, was going to be last. You on, man. Oh, all right. Oh, say less. All right. I got yeah, it, I got it on, got on tape and everything. <laughs> Definitely, man. Quote me. But yeah. Right. Uh... <laughs> get, 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 on, get on the scene. Uh, so last, last question I'll ask you, I guess, because you mentioned like artists, mm-hmm. um, you know, that have not, not that kind of were hoping to take a leap, but didn't necessarily take a leap because of COVID and other things. So I guess, I guess for 2021, I'm assuming they're kind of looking to rebuild or restart the uh, following that they were hoping to get in 2020. So, like, do you have, like, any names for the folks uh, or anything like that in terms Um, of people to look out for, you know, as we kind of close out this new year? I think, uh, like, Baltimore has been huge. Um, I know, like, regionally, at least, you know, around D.C., a lot of folks traditionally haven't uh, sort of included Baltimore in that discussion, but when we look nationally, um, when we're out south by Southwest in Austin with industry folks, or you know, you're out LA, uh, people group all of us together, <laughs> so they don't care, right? Um, so that's kind of what it is. But the uh, there's a lot of artists coming out of Baltimore who uh, have a lot of buzz, and a lot of uh, artists who are women who are really running it up. Um, uh, there's like Miss Cam, Baby Kahlo, um Detronada are just a few um, really buzzing acts coming out of Baltimore right now that have really just been pushing through COVID, have been, you know, utilizing every resource that they can through this whole time period. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely give a big shout out to, uh, to, to Baltimore and the stuff that they've been doing in the meantime through this whole year. Um, they've emerged sort of in this time of struggle as like, you know, some, a place that is used to perseverance and it sort of uh, shown through this year. Um, we got a lot coming up soon too. Um, uh, of course, like we haven't been uh, broadcasting in the line hotel because, you know, hotels have been closed uh, for the most part. Um, a lot of businesses and stuff shut down, restaurants in the hotel closing, things like that. Um, so, we have a few things in play for for uh, for next year. 2021 is looking like a really big restart year uh, for a lot of stuff. But I will say the access that has been given to just creators in general to sort of recalibrate and go after some passion projects um, and things like that, uh, it's been priceless, honestly, uh, because we have a few things that we would have never, I, I don't think we would have had the time to get at and develop that we're going to put in play next year um you know so i feel that yeah 
Well, shit. Yeah, well, shit. Appreciate you coming on. You know, you're always welcome. I'm sure you'll be back soon, probably before the new year, or at least, you know, once basketball starts, which is kind of the new year or, you know, New yeah. Year's Eve or whatever. Um, I don't know. Give the folks, give the folks something to, to, um, to plug. Uh, where, where can they find you? Um, all that good stuff. Um, you can follow me on anything uh, on uh, the new app Clubhouse 2 uh, or anything else at Shogun Supreme. Uh, that's Shogun, like uh, the Japanese general, and Supreme, like the brand that just got bought up. And uh, you can follow uh, our platform, The Factory, that's The Factory with no vowels, T-H-F-C-T-R-Y, on all platforms, including SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, what have you. Um, we have exclusive playlists coming up um, that are always coming up on uh, Audio Mac. Um, we have uh, a new playlist series, um, members only, um, premiering via the DCS um, and their newsletter. So if you're subscribed to the DCS newsletter, like uh, keep your eyes peeled because um, there'll be some more material coming from us, spotlighting some of uh, our favorite songs um, from the last little bit, last couple of months. Um, and we have a lot of stuff coming up. So I, I would definitely click that follow button because we have some major announcements coming up in the next couple of months. So stay tuned. And I appreciate it, Rodney. I really do. Oh yeah, no worries. Hey man, every you know already know we go back. I don't even see I don't even know how long. It's been what? At least it's oof, a while. Hey, it goes back to over half my life. Bowie. It goes back to Bowie, Bowie High. Hey, shout out Bowie High. Shout out my old principal, Dr. Bay, who had her son drafted last night by the Nets. He ended up at the Pistons, but Sadiq Bay, shout out uh Dr. Dre Wanna Bay. Her, uh, his mom, you know, that's my old principal, Bowie High, man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was crazy watching. I was like, wow, I don't know who somebody's in Bowie right now. Yeah, who's turning up in Bowie, man? <laughs> in Bowie right now. But, yeah, no, nah, that PG County brand going strong. But, yeah, shit. But you went to Ogle, too, so, shit, probably <laughs> further back. Yeah, you know, yeah, man, I don't say it. That's at least half our lives. So, yeah, you already know it. You already know it's good. Uh, anytime, yeah. you know what I'm saying, you want to come on, you always welcome in my eyes, so. Hey man, it's been a it's a privilege always, man. Appreciate you. Keep grinding. Yes, sir.